0: You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. We're finishing up a series today. And uh, if you've got your Bibles, and it's a good idea to grab your Bibles every Sunday morning and bring them to the house of God, whether it's your paper Bible or your phone, if you've got your phone on you, it's okay. Pull it out. Open it up, find the Bible app and head over to Psalm 92. Um, How good has this series been? And who was here last week? When Pastor Keith dropped one of the best messages I've heard in so long. Honestly, you should, you gotta, it's on the web, it's on our website, it's on podcasts. Uh, you, if you wanna hear it, you can go to the website, hit on podcasts, and it's right there. Or if you go to your podcast app on your phone, you'll have a native app on your phone if you have a smartphone. And uh, so, yeah, I just, you know, just search for C3 Victory. You can scroll down, you'll see the one there that last week. And listen to it from Pastor Keith from last week, it'll blow your mind. It was really great. I said to Pastor Keith after the service, I said, you're the right one to bring that Word because that was solid. That was like so deep. He spoke on covenant, how we're a covenant family, right? We're not just a bunch of people from all walks of life, from all all nations of the earth, right? You're just gonna rock up and go, yeah, 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 let's praise Jesus. That's good. We're actually, we're being formed into a covenant family who loves and praise Jesus, all right? It's a bit different to just, you know, rock it up. So anyway, you won't regret listening to that one again. Um, how good is it to actually feel like you belong somewhere? You know, like, like you're home. You know, it's good to feel like you belong at home. If you don't feel like you belong at home, then, you know, I don't know. I don't have any solutions for you right now, but maybe, maybe God will speak to you in this moment and it'll help you out. But to know that you're like safe, Accepted, you know, like to know that I'm, I'm actually being activated in my gifts here. I'm, I'm connected here. I'm contributing here. If you don't contribute in your own house, you, you should really help out somewhat. That would be good. You know, we're always trying to provide opportunities for our children to, co- to contribute to the household. <laughs> no, because one day you'll have to do this yourself when you're living by yourself and, and, and you, don't wanna, you don't wanna pick up a spouse who feels like they have to do it all, right? Yeah, yeah, preach it, Darren, you got it. All right, good, I'm just gonna encourage myself today. Uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm bringing the last message in this series called Belong. Uh, and we talked about a bunch of great things this, this, this month. Talked about belonging creates community it cre- and community is a place where we celebrate life, where we do life together. Uh, And for this community to be effective, we need proximity, we need to be close to each other, we need consistency and we need activity, right? I'm not going to go into those, you can go back and listen to all the messages on podcast if you want. Uh, This is a place where we choose to belong and sometimes your feelings take a while to catch up. You know, you might go, I don't really feel like I belong here, right? Well, you do because the Word of God says that you belong, says that we belong to each other. And sometimes it takes your feelings a while to catch up. Sometimes you gotta keep putting yourself out there. You might just have to invite people over a bit more often than you currently do. When was the last time you invited someone over for lunch? Do it today. Hey, you wanna come around? Doesn't have to be fancy. Doesn't have to be super special. You wanna come around for some cheese toasties? I'm in, cool. Let's do it, right? So last week we looked at the idea of living in covenant with, with one another and that we're living in a new covenant which brings a new commandment that's carried out by a new community and that's this house. Well, you know, every church, as that's the idea, right? Every local church. And that commandment is one of love. Talk about love a bit today. So this morning I got like, I got two points. I know, I'm, I'm ripping you off, I feel like. But they're gonna go for a long time, so it's all right. Uh, and and I'm, I'm gonna try to answer the question why the house of God? Why, why the house of God? What, it, what is so good about the house of God that it hasn't been able to be snuffed out through all of the crazy stuff that's gone on in history? Why, why did the dark ages not kill the church? Why did, did superficial religion not kill the church? Why 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 did postmodernism not kill the church? Why is God so keen to build his church? Why is it's the only thing that Jesus said he would build? One thing, he just said, I'm gonna build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Why why is God so keen on this thing called church? Why should I turn up and be nice to people? Why should I treat them like family? You know Why should I contribute? Why should I give my hard-earned cash to this thing called church? Why is it so important? I mean, the, the sign at the front says your best life. Like that's a pretty big call, Pastor D. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Psalm 92, verse 12. It says, I'm reading from NIV, says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. And listen to this. They will still bear fruit in old age. What? And they will stay fresh and green. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. How? Planted. A few of you heard me speak on being planted. I've, I've, I think it's maybe a hundred times I've referred to this, this specific passage in my preaching over the last 17 years. Probably a hundred times. It is so powerful to be planted in the house of God, not just attached to the house of God. I know some of you get sick of me getting sick of me saying that, but... You'll get over it, that's all right. All right, be planted. This it's, it's a bit different to how you might have been brought up, right? You might have been brought up to attend church or, you know, like, like, like church is just one of the things I've got going on. Church is just one accessory on my tool belt, you know? Church is like this secret meeting that I don't tell my workmates about. No, no, no. Those who are planted in the house are the ones who flourish. I would, go to, I would go so far, right? I would go so far as to say this, that in general, you flourish in your life to the level that you are planted. In general, in a general sense. You can get some great breakthroughs going on. You can, have, you can run a great business, right? You can have a great marriage, right? But you, you really got to do it by the principles of the Word of God, even if you don't know you are, right? But it helps so much when you're planted in the house. Those who flourish are those who are planted. So why, is God, why does God talk about the church so much in here? Why are almost all the letters to churches or to people leading churches? It's kind of like church is a fairly big deal for, to God. Kind of is. You know, we talked about the, the house of God, like living stones being built together, like the, the body of Christ, the family of God. Why? All right, it's two simple points today. Number one, planting in the house is good for your whole self. It's good for you. All right, that's, that's, that's pretty simple, Pastor D. That's super simple, man. You're gonna make it any deeper? Yeah, okay. So like the heart of God for you is that you would flourish, right? That's, that's His heart. If you know the heart of God for you, you know His calling, His design for you is that you'd flourish in your inner life, in your marriage, in your home life, right? In your business and career, in your body, in your spirit, in your soul, in your thought life. God's heart for you is that you would not just kind of just be going on, not just kind of getting by, but that you would actually flourish in those areas of your world. And then what's coming into your world, the blessing of God, the revelation, the truth, the life, that starts to eke out of you into people around you. And the influence that you have and the relationships that you have, it starts to eke out onto the people that are around you. Right, That's the idea. And so it's God's purpose to graft us in to this thing called the church so that we're actually, we're we're in. I I, I don't kind of ungraft myself and run over to another tree and graft myself in all the time, right? I wanna be grafted in because then I'm gonna receive from the nutrients and then I'm gonna bear fruit, right? God knows that the best thing for you and I I'm kind of preaching to the choir because you're the guys who turned up today. (laughs) I kind of, you know, I kind of feel a bit like, yeah, we know this, Pastor D, but I want to take you to another level, all right? Because you can't be planted without belonging, all right? It comes to the territory, all right? Being planted brings a level of ownership. And we're we're talking about this morning, right? It's like, it moves from, your language moves from, oh yeah, your church and this church to my church. And it's, it's our church. We're going to our church today, right? It's, it's different. It brings this level of commitment. It brings a, le- a decision that, well, I'm here, I'm taking root. You might not be thinking, you know, I don't think the average Joe kind of goes, yes, I'm taking root now, this is good. I don't think the average Joe thinks like that, but that's what's happening, that my life is taking root in the family of God. Church is no longer an accessory, church is a necessity. Church is a part of who I am, it's a part of what I do, it's on my mind, it's in my heart, it's what I love, right? I'm all in, I'm, 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 I'm taking up some space here. I'm putting down, right, I'm staying put, I'm all in. I'm not browsing anymore. I'm not shopping. I'm not just putting up with these people. What on earth? Why would you plant me here, God? You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm in. I'm not fulfilling an obligation. I'm not just acting according to my religion. Right? That's, that's, not, what, that's not what we do. We're, a fa- we're family. I'm planted, I'm here, I'm here to stay, I'm invested, I'm giving, I'm receiving, I'm growing, I'm I'm family. Can you say that? I'm family, I'm family right here. You don't have to say it out loud, that'd be weird, like, I'm family, what the heck, (laughs) right? I'm all in, right? Look at this, they still bear fruit in old age, they will stay fresh and green. What? Like, That's cool, they didn't leave church, they got offended and they still stuck around. Wow, you're gonna get offended. The person next to you or two rows from you on the other side of the church, yeah, I'm sitting over here kissing you right now. Right, you're gonna get offended. You're not gonna wanna come back. There's gonna be a point where you go, I'm not going back to that church. That's the wrong mentality, because church is family, right? People get offended, people stuck around, they grew, they grew people grow old and they stayed in church because they got over a fence. They worked it through. They, they, they were in an imperfect church. This is an imperfect church, it's not perfect, right? Sometimes the volume was too loud or the kids room tickets didn't print out properly, you know? Oh, you know, that, that someone overlooked my spiritual gift of cross-stitch. <laughs> the, 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 the pastor looked funny at me once. Like he looked a bit sideways at me and that was awkward. There was a, there was a spelling mistake in the, in the E! News and it, and it could have been taken the wrong way. But I'm just letting you know that I'm still in church even though there was that travesty right? How did they make it through? Because they were invested in the house. It was family. They still bear fruit in old age. They still stay fresh and green. That's, that's what I want. That's what I want. Because they were planted. They were planted. They were, they were committed. A Commitment's not tested. Not real unless it's tested, right? You can make all the commitments under the sun, but until you get a real test on that commitment, that's, that's, that's not real yet, right? Last week, covenant, right? That these, these people, they got old and the world pressured them, but they still loved Jesus and they still kept turning up and they still made meals for people who needed them and they still loved people into the kingdom and they still showed up and they still prayed for people in person and in private, these people they, they, they stuck it out. They were in covenant together. They were planted in the house of the Lord, flourishing in the courts of their God. I want to honor guys like Fan Greg, who are still bearing fruit in their old age. Who have, who have not given up on me. Even though they had ample opportunity. Hope this is not your last Sunday, Bernie Tunes. No? <laughs> you know? Guys like Bruce and Anne, who can't be with us today. Guys like Rosalie, just stuck it out. Just keep pushing through. Keep bearing fruit. Still fresh and green. Still lively. So good. Now that I've been saying older folk, I have to really be careful who I'm picking out, right? <laughs> There's some people looking at me going, you know I'm mentioning my name. We'll have words after and I might get offended. It's all right. It's good for you and I to be in the house of God long term. Right? Don't think of this as like, this is my short term deal. This is a long term, whole of life thing. The house of God is going to impact and bless your entire world, all elements of your life, every dimension of your life. You will be blessed if you let the Holy Spirit in and people in to that zone so you can be blessed in, that, in, in all the areas, right? You, 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 you start out and you get a few quick wins, right? You might get saved. You get a few quick, win, quick runs on the board and you're like, oh, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. You know, oh, wow. And then God starts to do a deeper work in you and you're like, oh, it's uncomfortable. I don't like that. But then you get some, re- some breakthrough and some revelation and you're like, whoa, okay, this, this is good. And then there's this like slow burn that happens and you're like burning for Jesus and getting hotter and hotter over time. It's a long-term deal. This isn't like a fly-by-night kind of, I'm turning up to church, I'm expecting complete breakthrough right now and I didn't get it, so ya. That's not how it works. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're transformed from glory to glory. It takes a while. You know, settle in. Settle in. Just lock in for the long term because we're going places, people. Stick around. You'll still be bearing fruit in your old age. See, here's what I reckon. I'm sorry if this burns a little bit. You you can't be all in for Jesus and not all in to His church. Church is His bride. It's the only thing He said He would build. He's coming back for a spotless bride. He loves her. Jesus loves that you can't be, you can be in, you can be in to Jesus and not all into His church, but you can't be all in. You can be all into the church and not all into Jesus. And then you've got a funky thing called religion, which gets super dry after a while. And then you just become cranky. You don't become fresh and green, you become old and cranky. Right? The house of God is never designed to trump your relationship with God. But if your relationship with God is flying, you will love the house because it's his bride. Just don't get it switched around. Uh, Okay, so it's no secret that I'm a Houston Rockets tragic, all right? Last year, if Chris Paul hadn't done his hamstring in game five of, of the Western Conference Finals, this is American basketball, by the way, the Rockets would have won that game, and beaten the Golden State Warriors, and gone on to win the championship. But at the halfway point, Chris Paul did his hamstring, and they went downhill, and then they lost the next two games, because Chris Paul was a fairly fundamental element of the team. Like, I love my team. I've been following them since 1994, when Clyde Drexler, moved from the Portland Trial Blazers to the Houston Rockets. And my brother, my brother was a, was a Rockets fan already because he was following Hakeem Olajuwon. And I'm like, yeah, well now we're following the same team because I follow the player, we follow the same team about 10 years ago. We had about a 10 year hiatus. You know, I didn't really follow much then. But then we kind of picked it back up. And I'm like, this is awesome. And we, like I know when every single game is on. I know who's on the injury list. I know who we're playing and where we're playing and our record and how 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 much my my team is better than the other teams i do know that i think that anyway but i'm thinking about it because because when because we haven't been doing so well lately and i've been getting down i've been getting a little down right i mean like it's affecting my emotional state because my 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 rockets are not doing so well and I'm thinking, what the heck is this? I have no, or very little apart from a few you know, hats and jerseys, I have no financial investment in this team. Right? I have never seen a game live, bucket list, right? Right? You know what I'm talking about, right? I love them, they're my team. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any intellectual investment in this, in this team. They don't listen to my opinions. I don't make coaching decisions. I don't make team selection. I don't have any of that, right? But I'm emotionally, in, I don't have any spiritual investment either, by the way, apart from when we're losing a game that we should and I'm like, please, Jesus, come on. What is going on right now? But I'm emotionally invested in this team. I have, to be, I have to be really careful that I'm still okay and happy and contributing as a, as a healthy husband when the Rockets are doing real bad. <laughs> I got some friends who were like Bulls fans from like when they were kids, you know, Michael Jordan, the Bulls, and the Bulls are so bad right now, so I don't even ask them how they're doing. <laughs> I'm like, so it's, it's okay, Tim Madden, if you're listening to this podcast, it's okay, man, you, you, you guys will come back, it's all right. I'm invested emotionally. And this is what it means to be planted. I'm invested right here. And not just emotionally, but physically, intellectually, spiritually, financially, mentally, relationally. I'm invested right here. That's the heartbeat of God that you would receive everything God has because you are in. I am in. I'm not just attached. I don't just turn up every now and then when I got a free morning, right? What it means to be planted, right, is is to be invested, body, soul and spirit, right? When when something impacts your heart and, and your money, and your emotions and your conversations and your thought life, when something's having an impact that deeply, you're in, no matter what it is, good or bad, you're in. If you constantly think about that show that you're stuck on right now, and you're like replaying the episodes in your mind, you know. And you're like, oh, wonder what's going to happen next in the good place. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's such a such a such a roller coaster that show. Wow! And it, it, if the thing that's on your mind the most, that's what you're invested in, because your treasure locates you. Your treasure locates you. What you do with your time, your conversation, your money and what's happening in your heart and your thought life, that's your treasure, and your treasure will locate you. So you can say to everybody, I'm all about Jesus, but if, if in the end of the day, it, you're actually all just about you, we, 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 gotta, we gotta keep falling in love with the house of God. Like we we, we got to fall in love with the house of God again. And again, and again, and again. We've got such a good future. I, I still keep saying that, that, that line from uh, Paramore. Paramore uh, wrote, had an album called Riot. Anyone listened to Paramore years ago? So good. And one of the lines was, because uh, people used to think, oh, you're just a small-time band from a small-time town. And she used to say, uh, we're only getting started. And I truly feel like that right now. I feel like the kingdom of God in this city is, we're just getting started right now. You know, look out, look out. Uh, My second point, this is much smaller than my first point, (laughs) is that planting in the house is good for you to bless others. Uh, So if you want to go in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, I'm going to take off the hat because I'm super hot up here now. Go Rockets. Playing the Golden State Warriors today. Uh, Turn to Romans 12. And um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of a guy called Nathan Fanoccio. Uh, he created a plan called the 30 Day Shred, where you would go through the entire Bible in January. Pretty massive. That's a big commitment. It's about a one and a half hour to two 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 and a half hours a day commitment. You, you did it this you tried? Yeah, okay, yeah. See, see, January's when we have family holidays. I'm not, I'm not committing that hard. Maybe in like, in like August, I'll do the 30-day shred or something like that. July, month of rest. There you go. Not a bad idea. Maybe we should, yeah, let's, let's get that one going. I like it. Uh, so the idea in the 30-day shred is that you, 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 you're reading the Bible fast. It's not so you can uh, uh, like inspect the leaves. It's so you can see the whole tree. All right? That's what that's what Nathan from NACIO says. So I kind of want to look right now at Romans 12. I don't want to go in deep. I just want us to be able to see the branch. I want us to be able to see what, what, like the flow of what's happening in Romans 12. So like, did you ever have a massive day at work or a massive week and all you wanted to do was to go home? I just want to go home. I just want to be at home. Uh, yeah, maybe that's every day, is it every day for you? It's most days for me, I just wanna go home. I don't wanna be with these people, I wanna be with my people. Anyone like that? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's good, like chill out, connect, refresh. Home is safe, home is where I'm accepted, home is good. Home is sometimes where you're strong, and sometimes it's where you're weak, and that's okay, right? So home is like sometimes you sometimes you've got a lot in the cupboards, and sometimes you haven't got much, and it's okay, right? But it's home. It's safe. It's it's home. It's where you you come back and you reset. And so it's almost like, well, it doesn't matter if we don't have what the next door neighbours have, we're okay. And we have each other and we have Jesus. And sometimes that's, that's all you got and that's, sometimes that's all you need, yep. right? It's kind of a bit like what Sunday services are for, right? It's, it's like coming home in a different sense, right? God's heart is that we would be excited to come home to his house that it would be a safe place yeah after like a week of stuff going on oh, a week of things happening oh, it's like i'm coming home to the house of god i'm just gonna rest i'm gonna it's this is good this is a good place for me you know and some of some of us come from like really good weeks some of you here today have had a solid week. You are firing on all cylinders. You are feeling good about your life. You are feeling good about God and good about Jesus. And there's some of us here who are struggling just to get through today, just to not kill half of your children. You know? No, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Like there's, there's, there's some sometimes you, sometimes you come to the house and you're strong and sometimes you come to the house and you're leaning on other people's strength. Right? Sometimes I bring the fire and sometimes someone else brings the fire and sets me on fire. And that's okay. Both are okay. Your best life doesn't mean that every single day is perfect. Your best life happens in community. So there's this awesome flow in Romans 12. Let me walk you through it. I'm really gonna fly. You're Okay. You right with that? Okay, it says therefore I urge your brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy, right? Mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship or your reasonable act of service. Okay, in view of God's mercy, live as a living sacrifice. Okay, jump down to verse three. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Think of yourself with a sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith, with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. All right, so so don't think that you are God's gift to everyone. Have Have some humility about you. All right, verse verse four and five jumps in. For just as each each of us has one body with many members, like got arms and legs. Th- these members don't have all the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Right? I don't, I'm 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 not I'm not the be all and the end all. I don't have all the gifts. I don't have every single strength on Clifton's Gallup Strength Finder. I don't have them all. I've just got five of the thirty-four, and I'm realizing how you know how. Small I am, how much I need the people around me. Keep going, right? Don't, don't be pig-headed about who you are. Remember, you're a part of a family. That's what he's saying, all right? Verse, verse six, we've got different gifts according to the grace that's given to each of us. None of the gifts mentioned are for myself. I don't operate the gifts that I've been, that I've been given from God to benefit me. It's all about everybody else. I can't serve someone. Now I'm going to feel good in the process. I'm going to feel good when when I'm working in my gifting and people are blessed, right? Right? So use them, use your gifts, discover what your gifts are and use them for the family, okay? And then it goes on, verse nine. Love must be sincere, what is evil? Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. Keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Like Love. Right? Live as a living sacrifice. Don't live for yourself. Live for Jesus. Humble yourself. I'm like, hang on a minute. I'm already. I'm already a living sacrifice. How? How much more humble do you want me to be? Right? Now I'm humbling myself because it's not all about me. I've got some great gifts because I'm a part of a family, I need to do those gifts, but not in duty, but in love. There's the branch of Romans 12, right there. It's this flow of thought, this flow of revelation. It's not about me. I love it. Sacrifice, humility, family, gifts, all in love. Love. So, so you've been saved for a while and after a little while, you start to realise, huh, it's not all about me, is it? I had no idea because, because salvation is pretty amazing, right? You go, wow, Jesus died for me. But then after a while I realised, hang on, He didn't just die for me. He doesn't just love me, He loves everyone. He loves that guy down the road who's always begging just as much as he loves me. It's not just about me, is it? I don't live for myself anymore, I need to live for Christ. And that starts to outwork in the context of family, the church, and then I realise I've, I've got something to bring. Hang on, hang on, I've got, I, I do have something to bring. I've got something to bring that's going to help the family. Like I wash up really, really well. I don't have a great, uh, I don't have a great role model in my family that comes. When you go and, and you eat off my out of out of my dad's plates, you, you, you wash them again before you eat. I'm kidding. It's not that bad but I'm like, I'm gonna wash up and be really, really good at it. I've got something to bring. See, there's a shift in the family. There's a shift from I'm here to I'm in. There's a shift from I'm here to I'm in. And then there's a shift from I'm in to how can I help? That's the next step. That's one of the greatest things a pastor can ever hear. Hey, how can I help? (laughs) Okay. And then, then there's a shift from how can I help to let's build this thing together. And there's like, there's purpose in that, there's priority in that, and there's power in that, there's purpose in that. I start to be more intentional about my church life. Right? Because I move from a me focus to an us focus. There's priority in that. Others start to become my priority. My own needs go go lower on the priority list. Because now I'm starting to think in terms of others. Now I'm coming to the house, not just thinking, what am I gonna get right now? Sometimes you're in a season of just just get, just give me something, right? And that is totally cool. And, and if you're in a zone where you need to sit and soak, please do. But there comes a point at which sitting and soaking, there's, you've had your season. And it comes to a point where you go, I don't need to sit and soak anymore. I'm actually doing pretty well. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna serve, I'm gonna love, I'm gonna build, I'm gonna connect. How do we take this to the next level? That's what I'm thinking about. And that's where the power comes in. When now we're contributing each according to our gifts and the house of God has this new level of strength in it. It's this new level of of, of potency inside of it. This new level of impact that she's capable of because people are not just filling gaps. People are acting according to their gifts and their passions and their talents and people are all in and everyone's like, come on, what, what, what's next? Where are we going? I think, I think that, at, that this campus right now, I think that we have, we, we're on the cusp of something. And we're gonna get a new building this year. I prophesy it, right? And that's gonna shift some stuff and you're not gonna like it all. You're not gonna like it all, I'm sorry. You're gonna be like, oh, it doesn't feel like the small thing that we used to have. And that's gonna be a good thing. And you're gonna to have to get used to some change, right? That's not a bad thing. Because we're going somewhere. So, so, so here, here we go. I'm finishing up. Are you here or are you in? And are you in? Or are you here to help? And are you here to help? Or are you going to help us build this thing? You don't have to start. You don't have to, you don't have to jump from I'm here to let's build. But once, whatever is affecting your, your emotional and your intellectual real estate, that's what you're into. Whatever dominates your thought life, your money life, your prayer life, that's what you're into. And I would say that if, if Jesus is number one,